Stacey Kringlin, and you are listening to AV Power Up. Hey everyone, my name is Johnny Moda. You can follow me on Twitter at jmoda3. And the only hot date I have tonight is you. You just don't know yet. <laughs> there you go. It's John Green, Advanced AV. Welcome to AV Power Up. Oh yeah, and I'm Corey Moss at CB Moss, and you are listening to the show. Time to power it up. Welcome, I am your host, and we have two guests with us tonight, uh, one from here in the U.S. in Orlando, and the other from across the sea over in Amsterdam at ISE. Uh, our ISE guest is Bill Natris from Biamp. How are you, Bill? I'm doing fantastic. How's everybody else doing uh, this morning? Good. I think we're, I think we're all, well, we're all good uh, tonight. You're good this morning. We're, we're doing fantastic. Tell everybody what time it is there, Bill. It is 2 o'clock in the morning. 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, actually, it's about 2.15 oh, in, in the morning. Yeah, 2.15 so, uh, yeah, in the morning. So uh, how'd you prep for the show, Bill? Uh, got a couple hours of sleep after hitting the bars here in the lovely Amsterdam city and uh, made my bed. Oh, oh, very nice. Okay, yeah, bed's made. Jump on the video. Good. There you go. All right. Well, we saw it. You didn't, but yes, the bed is made. Um, our other guest is from Barco, Allison Maxson. She is in Orlando. Sunny Orlando, Allison? Well, it's sunny, but it's actually kind of cold, which is disappointing. But cold. yes, I am here in Orlando. And fabulous Orlando. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fabulous Orlando. Orlando. Oh, yes, thank you very much. Uh, you, can say, you can say it again later. Um, <laughs> and you are at a show called Distribute Tech, right? Yes. So okay. this is uh, focusing on the utility side and control rooms. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have a little ISE talk with you too, right? Sure. Oh, 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 a complete talk okay. about ISE. And we'll talk about Belgian beer parties too, right? Oh, yes. They're happening around the world all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. And Bill has probably had his share of Belgian beer. <laughs> mm, right? I hope so. And a cupcake. I know. Yeah, you know say, yeah. yeah, did you get cupcakes down in Orlando? Yeah. I just keep getting teased with all the pictures of them. Did you get cupcakes down in Orlando? No, we didn't get cupcakes down in Orlando, but I hope you guys got at least a, a cupcake or two. I got to see a Amsterdam. cupcake. Yes. yes. Maybe you Bill probably. got one. Maybe Bill yeah. Bill grabbed Bill? one. Yeah, I was saving the cupcakes for tomorrow night. Yeah, we oh, asked. Oh, okay. We asked for Barker for a cupcake, and they sent you. Are you our cupcake? Oh. <laughs> no. There you I'm go. A, I'm a cupcake. <laughs> Maybe go. I'm a little behind on the times here, but is cupcake code for something? No. 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 no, no cupcake. No. Cupcake. Yeah. Where were you going with that one, John? <laughs> yes. I'm just. <laughs> I'm see here, okay. move on. Uh, welcome, Cupcake. <laughs> all right. All right. Let me let me at least real quick, Corey. Let me yeah. let me jump in to Go explain ahead. what Cupcake is. <laughs> Go ahead. Cupcake. Today we are celebrating officially 100,000 click share units sold globally. So we were celebrating that at our ISC booth. Right. Which meant 100,000 cupcakes. Mm -hmm. I saw that actually on Twitter. Yes. I saw the 100,000 100, cu yes. cupcakes, not yeah, $100,000, I mean, more than $100,000 in click shares. Yes. <laughs> but uh, so. 100,000 click shares. And yes. congratulations, Barco, on that. Hey, Thank Bill, you. have you sold 100,000 of anything? 
Uh, I got to tell you, the buy-in booth is just up the little center channel way there, right by uh, Barco, and I got to see the 100,000 people having a sugar eye. Wow. <laughs> really? That must have been a sight to see. Yeah, the, um, winner, the winner should have been. You should just go going out and gotten some milk and just have them come by. Yeah. You know, well, you just wait because ISC is kind of the – gets the ball rolling and then Infocom. You just wait until see what we have. Oh, big stuff planned for Infocom. There Always. You All right. Always. So, uh, you know, we got something rolling here, but there's beers. There's cupcakes. You know, I have seen beer flowing in Amsterdam. And there are people in Amsterdam who are – basically, they are immersed – in beer and technology and all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, who could ask for more really, you know? I mean, I, I don't know. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. But um, anyway, uh, oh, and monkey nuts too. I've, I've been <laughs> seeing lots of uh, monkey nuts as well. So uh, beer, I, beer, monkey nuts, and cupcakes. Yes, I, th I think we need to talk about the monkey nuts. And I we think that, that goes to uh, Chuck. Chuck, tell us about monkey nuts. <laughs> Chuck, did he drop out? Is there a oh, Chuck here? I dropped out of high school. Chuck uh, <laughs> Espinosa. Monkey nuts from the Mad Sound Guy. This is actually just a clip that Corey recorded last year in preparation for next year's ISE. I am not here at ISE 2016. <laughs> recording, so let's talk about monkey nuts. Let's do. Monkey nuts. So monkey nuts, I've been waiting for a freaking year to find out what monkey nuts were. And they're just, they're damn peanuts. They're That's just it. peanuts, right? What? It's, pe it's a peanut. They're peanuts. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. We in the South have different ways of preparing peanuts. Are they roasted? Are they broiled? Or are they boiled? Yeah, so, boiled. You know, you know when you go to boiled, a Boiled, boiled bad, boiled bad. And they throw <laughs> the shell on the floor. That's the correct like, facial expression for that. Make, or if you go to like Five Guys and get the bucket of peanuts. Oh, mm. that's all. Uh, I know that. Guys, mm. Same thing. Salty peanuts. Same yeah. thing. Way. Mm. But they're the the they're just they're just peanuts. And the guys, I'm like, why do you call them monkey nuts? And he just holds it up and he's like, look. <laughs> look, doesn't it's it, a monkey nut. Doesn't it look like a monkey? <laughs> I'm not. I'm hey, Chuck, the thing you got to be careful of is getting uh, monkey nuts on your cupcakes. Mm, don't get monkey nuts on your cupcake, cupcakes. When the gentleman held the quote unquote monkey nuts up to you and said, look, you know, you should have just said, grab him, like, you're right. It does feel like monkey nuts. <laughs> it does. It tastes just like. <laughs> Looks, tastes, feels, yeah, exactly. But, hey, Chuck, what is the, Chuck, what is the best part? of monkey nuts and the people you have monkey nuts with. You've had monkey nuts part. with some awesome people, haven't you? The best part was not waiting the year to get the monkey nuts. The mm -hmm. best part was waiting to get to, to see, waiting the year to see my brother from across the pond, the creator of hashtag live install, Mr. Chris Gamble. And I say my brother because he's alive install guy he's an install guy straight up i mean we're out with a bunch of installers tonight it was awesome but chris gamble is also uh is former british military former british uh royal marine and you know we got the marine thing going on we got the install thing going on we got the drinking beer thing going on and we were both liking the taste of those monkey nuts 
So we had a great time. And it was nice to be able to finally meet up with someone who had such a big influence over in the UK on their Twitters with hashtag live install. <clears throat> and so I'm, I'm looking at a picture right now uh, on my iPads of the guys out at the bar drinking. There's that picture that I saw. Yep. And, and not just Chris, but a bunch of guys out there. There's this, there's one of the guys out there that has a, a, a he calls it a, the cable tongue and it's his invention. And mm. it's a piece of, <laughs> plastic that you can push up a wall to it's, instead of trying to you know work with fish fish sticks the little fiber rods and snapping them and whatnot it's a, it's a better tool for installers to get their their cables up the wall and it works in the ceiling and whatnot and so i'm sitting at a table with all these guys and they invent different stuff to make the av industry better and like i was all geeked out we sat and talked and drank and ate nuts for hours and uh, it was it was all guys who were really passionate about the the installation community. So it was it was awesome, and it was awesome to see my bro, Chris Gamble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, no, seeing that picture with you and Chris, and I don't know who the do you know the <laughs> other guy in the picture is uh, there, uh, Chuck. Uh, I I knew after beer three, I kind of lost. Is it. he a live installer? Yeah, they're all live. They're all live installers. See, that's the thing. You're hanging out with all the live installers, the live install community. Uh, Chris Gamble, you know, we talked to him last year on a podcast. You actually got to meet with Chris. Uh, Chris uh, has done some pretty amazing things in the, in the smart home community overseas in the UK, Ireland, and as far as that community reaches. And, uh, you know, Johnny and I are going to talk a little about a bit about AV Tweeps live install. You know, Johnny uh, and I know Chris very well as well. So, um, but anyway, Stacey, re recap all the food that we talked about tonight. All the food that we talked about tonight? Well, all the food that's been mm -hmm. talked about right now. Recap it for us, please. Monkey nuts. Right. That's basically all I heard. Cupcakes. That, cupcakes. Cupcakes. Oh, yeah. Cupcakes. Fish don't sticks. Get, don't get your monkey nuts on we your got fish. Don't get your monkey nuts in the cupcakes and fish sticks. We heard fish sticks. Don't get your monkey nuts in the cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chuck, did you grab a cupcake out of the Barco booth? Uh, I did not grab a cupcake out of the Barco booth. I uh, I, I went and, and found a local bakery in town and grabbed a, grabbed a stoof waffle. Yes. Oh, stroop waffle. Uh, yes. Waffle. Oh. What the what? <laughs> got to yeah, get the stroop yeah. waffle. Hey, well, Bill, was... did you have a stroop waffle? Uh, no, I did not because <laughs> I was helping people with their sugar high from the cupcake. <laughs> well, now I need to know what a stroop waffle is. So a stroop waffle is, if you can imagine, a little uh, wafer-type waffle cracker. It's waffle thin. It waffle thin. And then you spread peanut butter all over it. <laughs> And then slam another waffle. I, oh, just, I just heard peanut butter, Stacy. Take that down. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, if you go to Bed Bath and Beyond, you can find a waffle sucer. Is that in the Beyond section or how do you spell that? Wait, what was it? <laughs> waffle sucer. Didn't they have Thunder Six? Yes. Yes. Is that from Young Frankenstein? Yeah, you know, the waffle stufer. <laughs> the waffle stufer. Okay. We, you, yeah, you can find that at Bed Bath and Beyond. I don't know where the show has well, gone next, right now. Next time you come, well, when you get back to wine country, we wine can go country. to Bed Bath and Beyond together, <laughs> or Johnny, whatever. 
And we will I'll get walk you a waffle to your maker. together. Yeah. Or whatever. Okay. <laughs> but I will not hold your purse. I'm just going to say that now. Hey, John, <laughs> I'm about to make you host of this show in a minute because I if think there's I'm anything totally- I hate worse than holding a woman's purse is when it doesn't match my outfit. <laughs> so there's that. I know. I know. That's why I wear, always carry a black purse. So it always matches. Black on yeah, black on black. I wear my brown shoes. That's the problem. I've got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, so we all wish we were in Amsterdam. I, you know, I'll bet all of us wish we were in Amsterdam right now. So, uh, Bill's in Amsterdam. Chuck is in Amsterdam. Krista Bender is in Amsterdam. Katie McGregor Bennett, our wonderful crew member, is also in Amsterdam. Now, Casey, Kate, Casey, Katie sent me a report from Amsterdam. Okay, and I'm going to go through a little of this, and anybody can chime in if you want. So, uh, Katie said, first of all, in my opinion, Projection has made a serious comeback in the four years we've been working ISC. Still just as many display companies showing big, bold offerings, but this year, as I make my rounds, I'm seeing a lot more Projection. Uh, She is Stuart Film Screen's publicist, uh, so it pleases her no end. Uh, Digital Projection's focus is to show that Projection can be just as versatile as panel... Based displays, Christie's showing a variety of display options in their booth, just as Barco, Epson, Sony, Canon, Wolf Cinema, and others are. Residential, commercial are both well represented in this regard. And she says, freaking lasers are everywhere. Projection mapping is still hot, as is edge blending for large-scale seamless imagery. Anybody have any comments on that? Laser beams. Oh, totally. Well, Well, I thought you might. Of course. Mm-hmm. Laser, 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 4K laser, laser, 4K <laughs> laser. Let's just start with there. John, click share, click share, yeah. click, click share. share. And click share. Laser, 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 phosphor, 4K laser, <laughs> click share. That Thank you very much, Allison Maxson. Uh, yeah, we're good insights. We're saying, <laughs> same, we're saying the same thing. All the manufacturers coming in with laser projectors. Yes, you know, and it, it's a legitimate product to be delivered. So yeah. we're actually ready to show it. Applications, and we've we've had this conversation numerous times. You know, we always have a conversation with the customer, and we always always entertain the conversation of projection because there are absolute times when displays, flat panel or otherwise, just simply don't cut the bill. So it's nice to say that there's some support. Mm. And I I guess my question is, do you think it's still, maybe you can answer this, Allison. Do you think it's more regional, just in Europe? Bigger spaces, different spaces? I mean, what do you think is driving a display? What's driving that market? I think it's innovation. I, I think it's 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 the turn of looking beyond the lamp. I think it's, right. it's I think it's the technology. I think it is what's the next best thing. And laser has laser first off has not it's not a new thing. It's been around and it's been talked yep. about, it's been promoted for the last probably twenty years. Yep. But for for certain reasons, it's really been catching on and there's been a huge propellant of it in the last three, five years at the most, especially in the last two years. Yeah. And we're seeing more and more, including my, including Barco, yep. but manufacturers really stepping up to the plate where laser is starting. It's not even starting, it is taking over. Um, and you're seeing, I mean, just in the demonstration, Demonstrations of laser versus lamp or LED things like that. You see the the color and the picture quality difference. Yeah. So, granted, yes, everything has a place for it. Laser is not meant for everything, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. But 
laser definitely has a role immediately today as well in the long term in the future. You see it? Are you saying that in, in, in the network operations center? Or are you seeing it in the show down there where you're at? Oh, by far. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think laser, I mean, Barco started off really pushing laser in the digital cinema. Sure. That same technology, that Senate innovation has now translated across the other divisions of Barco into corporate, into high-end residential, into uh, your high, uh, your large venue yeah. events. And it's, it's, we're starting to see it trickle into the control rooms and the ING sector. Yeah. So laser is going to be across the board for everybody. So if you're not on board by now, you really need to jump on. Yeah, and it's just in, in, in many cases, again, as a, as a system integrator, what we do is it's the education of the, of the application, understand yeah. where it really does fit. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different victories. Hey, Corey, you had mentioned live install. As, as, you know, they, are they doing mostly home theater, high-end home theater in Europe? Are they looking for, I mean, are they on the industrial side as well? Well, you know, I'm, I mean, Chuck hung out with those guys and, you know, and Johnny, I'll tell you what, Johnny's probably the better person to ask about that. Uh, you know, they're, they're known very well for the heart, the smart home. Right. Uh, and that's very big with them, but you know, they do, I believe they do that kind of work uh, too, but I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Johnny can probably answer that. And, uh, you know, and Chuck hanging out with those guys, uh, you know, he may be able to give some perspectives to it too. Uh, where that's concerned. And I'm sure Allison would love to uh, connect with uh, Chris Gamble and the live installers and oh, more from them yes. too. Yes. You know? Because, I mean, even at ISC, you've got the Barco booth, but then a lot of people, you also have Barco residential booth. Mm -hmm. so technically, we're there twice. Yeah, well, they're resi guys, so, uh, you know, mm -hmm. that's the whole thing. It's it's a resi community, so you do, yeah. you've got the smart home, but you got the residential install too. So, uh you know, I think it's part and parcel to all of that. Um, but let's let's move on to the next, okay? And this is really Johnny territory. Next from Katie. Dolby Atmos and Oro 3D are everywhere, though Dolby seemingly has a stronger presence. That may be perception, but I'd be interested if there's anything to that. So very quickly, Johnny, what do you say? Uh, Johnny's not here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I agree with, with Katie. Uh, Dol uh, Dolby Atmos is... is here. It's been here for a while. Um, I still feel like there's a lot of people that don't even know what that is. Um, surround sound, oh, and the typical person would just say, sound comes from all speakers all the time. And I would slap that person face, face <laughs> off. Because it's not true. That's not what surround sound means. But that's, I think, what general people think surround sound means. But in, in Dolby Atmos and Aura 3D, I think Dolby Atmos, and in no offense against Aura 3D, I'm friends with the creator of RO3D. He's a, Al, Allison is what I'm talking about. I'll just do a little wink there. Um, not important. Somebody's taking notes, by the way. So, uh, you know, Onesie speak uniform. early and, and slowly because somebody's taking notes right now. Okay. I think it's time uh, for Allison John, has something you know, to say. I don't know. I, I think it's time for Johnny to come to Sacramento and we're going to oh, uh -oh. introduce uh, really? him to some, 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 some things and broaden, truly broaden his uh, perspective and mm. I'm not saying that I don't like RO3D. I actually think it's it's flipping amazing. It is. Right? The, the it first RO3D experience I had changed my freaking life. Um, yeah. just, just the way I perceive sound, because if we talk about acoustics and audio, it's not on a, a linear plane. There's reflection that comes from all directions. And with the capability of RO3D, that's the way it's presented. There's layers, 
left, center, right, rear surrounds, 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 rear surrounds. There's a height layer, and then there's the voice of God, if you will, layer yes. three, in a fully immersive dome sounding, just like when we speak, there's reflections. So they come in literally all directions. That experience is currently only provided by RO3D, whereas Dolby Atmos is two, two levels, a linear plane and then one directly above you, which similar concept, but not quite the same um, as where RO3D is a fully immersive sound system. And it's, it's pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Okay, very good. I'm going to read the next two. And uh, the first one is the IoT is everywhere, but you already knew that. Crestron's theme, by the way, was the Internet of Things. And actually, we did uh, the last podcast with Crestron, and we did talk about that, you know, being based on Internet of Things, things connected. And, um, you know, I'd say for everybody to listen to the last podcast, number 41, if you want to hear more about that. And she, Katie finishes, there may be a drone pavilion, but aside from the signs that Christina's social feed, I believe she's talking about Chrissy Yang. I wouldn't know it was there. Again, my path doesn't deviate. Uh, Katie's a very busy person uh, for all intents and purposes. But we got a little Katie report, which is very cool, from the show. And... Um, you know, uh, what I wanted to do kind of before we got into uh, discussion next with Bill was talk about hashtag AV tweeps, hashtag live install. And, um, you know, we know, we do know very well that Chris Gamble is the creator of hashtag live install. What many of us know is Johnny Moda is the creator of hashtag AV tweeps. Uh, I assume everybody here knows. And if you don't, you know now. Um, <laughs> Johnny, uh, Let's talk about the creation of hashtag AV tweeps for a minute or two. Uh, what led you to do that? Never even heard of it. Okay. Um, you kind of caught it along the way. Um, community. Community. Trying to connect with, with you and you and you and everyone in this community that you've, if you've ever been on Twitter once in the AV community, I guarantee you've probably heard of AV tweeps. Uh, it was building a community because I wanted to talk to more than one person in my niche little community. When you talk about technology, that's a far larger community on the internet than audio video controls or the pro audio side or the resi side or the commercial side or any of that in between. So I started branding, if you will, this little thing called AV Tweeps, which is much larger than me or you, but it's all of us. And that helped me find everyone here today. And I guarantee uh, by connecting with all these people, it's broadened my horizons on the capabilities. And I met some really cool friends along the way, all of you. And, and if we've collaborated on things, we've collaborated on things across the pond, um, other side of the United States, where I live on, on the West Coast, the East Coast, brought together different parts of the countries or this country. Um, it's been pretty cool. Met some really cool people, some really cool manufacturers, Got to speak with people at Google, different, really cool stuff. And all these things have brought kind of, I think, all of us a lot closer together. And it's been pretty cool for what it is, just to reach and help others. And that's the whole purpose for that. Well said. Cool. So, uh, hashtag AV Tweeps is getting across the pond now at ISC. Uh, and we can see that happening. And, uh, you know, chuck you over there with uh, hashtag live install and all. So what's the Chris Gamble story in, uh, in less than uh, 50 words? Chris Gamble, great dude, live install, AV community of live installers in the UK, branching out, 
two. That was my last word. You got, you got to 50? Uh, yeah, that was 50. <laughs> and monkey nuts. Okay. Um, so anyway, so, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, the live install, <clears throat> that's, that's kind of Chris's thing with like AV tweeps, except they take it to a, a little bit. They use it for a little bit of uh, not just networking, but a resource. I was talking to some of the guys and we were talking about how they, they get on to live, e uh, uh, live install and they ask each other questions about um, – hey, I'm having a problem with this piece of equipment or I'm having a problem with this piece of gear or, uh, you know, this control code is giving me an issue. What do you guys think? Has anybody used this? And the live install community reaches out to each other and, and, and helps each other. Um, and it, it really got to be, you know, all these live guys, the live install guys, these installation techs around the area getting together and, and, making a big community and it, it you know it was very uk centered very uh, uh very much around uh just the uk and then it started branching out and uh you know chris gamble has a smart home and for me it's really interesting being in europe and seeing how you know things aren't as big as we're used to in the u.s the hotel rooms are smaller the bathrooms are smaller and they have a lot of things that they do to try and uh, save energy, you know, the toilets flush different. The the friggin' escalator goes slow until you step on it. Yeah, they don't flush backwards. That's in Australia. I just want to see how you bring this all back from a hashtag live install to toilet flushing. So hashtag toilet flushing. <laughs> Just, just try to bring in close the loop a little bit, okay? I'm messaging Chris no, right I'm, now. I'm saying, no, the hashtag. Question is, would this have gone there if Corey not disappeared from the screen? Probably not. Now I know why I have to be here at all yes, times. The proctor cannot leave the space. No, there's no question about it. This show goes to hell once I leave. So anyway, live install guys. Or it goes to Chuck. Hats off to the live install guys. I feel like those guys are doing a really cool thing, and I. I feel the show that me and Corey did a while back where Chris was on it, we compared the two communities and I feel like that they're pretty much one and the same, right? Except he's based in the UK or they are right. And we're here. Although there, there has been some crossover and similar well, concept community and, and, and help basically. And that's yeah. kind of how, you know, I, it was some of the aviation guys and things like that. I, you know, prior to that even existing and I, we'd connected, you know, Hey, I'm having a problem with, this uh, integrating Crestron into Lutron, you know, how do you do that? This is what I'm using. I've got a bad 232 code, or I don't have an IR driver for this, this and that. And we would just message, we connected personally with cell phones and emails beyond that. But it started off with uh, a request, you know, hey, if you tweet, I'm having issue with X. Yeah. And then, you know, people would either retweet it or connect me to the right person. And that in itself is the coolest thing ever, right? As to put, like, let's say I'm on the East Coast, or they're on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, we're not necessarily competitors just kind of trying to help and be friendly, swap GUIs, things like that. It's been pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to, I got to throw my you know, two cents into it, you know, because I, I, you know, I've, I've grown through social media to a large degree and I've grown my network and I've grown conversations and it's always been off of a hashtag. I mean, the, the fact that AV, AV tweeps is out there and was created is, 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 is something bigger than all of us. I think that that's the part that I think that you need to refresh. I think that you, you, it's great that you, you identified the creator of it, but I think it's also a part of conversation that we all share. 
I mean, we really do. And, 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 and you see it happen on a regular basis this past weekend, you know, just to go somewhat off topic, you know, Twitter rest in peace. It was a hashtag because, you know, they had made a decision to make some algorithm changes. And there were, there was close to a million and a half people talking about the conversation, coming together and talking about commonality of things. And it is, it's a creation of community. In some cases, one of the benefits that I think that this hashtag has been able to do is longevity. It's something that you can consistently go to. You know it's there. It's not a conversation that's going to disappear. You know, other hashtags come and go quickly. So I think it's a wonderful thing, and, and, and it's nice to see everybody share and, and grow with it. So. Right, right. Hey, listen, I'd like to get Bill involved in the conversation here. So, Bill, you know, you're, you, you still don't have a profile picture out there on Twitter, okay? Yeah, come on, drop we, the think, we, we think you actually need to get moving out there and get yourself yeah, a nice profile picture there, uh, you know. I'm so busy working, you know, changing jobs and, and all this other stuff. I had to get away. Well, now you're settled in, and we're going to hear how you're settled in, but tomorrow I'm going to expect to see a profile picture, okay? Right. Do not yeah, I, go back to the show until you have a I, See, this is, this is a perfect thing for hashtag AV tweets. Yeah. We run a contest and ask all the AV tweets. Set to send, yeah, give, give Bill an idea for it. I like that. I like that. Everybody give that's Bill a great idea. idea. Very yeah, you know what? In the meantime, I'll donate one of mine. You can put oh. me in. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, maybe Johnny's assistant. Who knows? Johnny, Johnny you, may, you may submit just like everyone else in the community. Uh, oh, okay. So hashtag Amy Tweeps community, you can submit your suggestion for Bill Natras' profile picture. There you go. So, and, and maybe, maybe we might do a profile pick of the day. Oh, ooh, a new ooh, profile pick of the day. Yeah, maybe yeah. Allison will do that too. Maybe she'll do a profile. No, I, I, I'm going to send Allison a picture of a cupcake. I think she should put it Oh, out. okay. Allison, we want you to change yours <laughs> to cupcake, okay? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do the cupcake. I'm more than Marco happy. Marco cupcake. It was a beautiful I, cupcake, and I, I look forward to the cupcakes we'll serve at Info. Mm, okay. So, Bill Natras. Uh, you've been friends with Chuck Espinoza for quite some time. Uh, Bill and I just got to know each other recently. Actually, uh, you know, we just met, uh, what was that? Infocom connections, Bill, connections. where we uh, met, had good, had a real good dinner with Chuck and other people. Gina Sansevera was there and others, uh, Paul Zeely was there with us. Um, and, uh, you know, so we met and, uh, and Bill said, Hey, I have to get on that show. Okay, it wasn't like, Corey, can I be on the show? Or Corey, you know, one day he said, I have to get on that show. Well, here you are in Amsterdam at ISC. I okay. had to fly all the way to Amsterdam. To get on the show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, Bill, hashtag AVTweeps community. What do you know? What do you know about this thing? And then let's get on to Biamp and what you guys are uh, doing there. Well, I, I got to tell you, the, the AVTweeps thing, I, I wish I had that when I started in this industry, I, you know. Back in the day, <laughs> when we used to have three-gun CRTs and we would be yeah. changing them out every single week because, you know, a new computer resolution would come on the market. I remember that day. Oh, uh, well, I think I think the games have begun. Do I jump in and start showing age here, too? Or <laughs> no, we could. We, we, could. Got, we go, let's go single-gun uh, green phosphor electrohomes. Oh, the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> well, yes, the single added. That was a color one, though. The Millennium yeah. Falcon was a color. I'm talking about, I'm talking about my, my, my most famous demo of that was actually the green phosphor one where you had to wire it, hardwire it to the CRT on a computer. 
I did a See, demonstration one, and a flame literally shot out of the bottom of the of the projector and left a scorch mark on an executive boardroom table. <laughs> that's talking about that's talking about a green computer. Those computers they didn't they didn't even have two different colors back then. No, just green. Right. Okay. Green. And every so often you got the upgrade to the amber screen. Yes. Yes. The special. Oh, that was order. before amber was invented. Was yes, but there was there was a special order special order by that. So. Like the you, you start throwing age out there, Bill. I think I can get you on it. So, uh, well, you know, we just have to get together. <laughs> we can do it. Yeah, do it. Throw down. Do throw down. I mean, all right. So the thing is, from an aspect of integration and live install, I mean, you think about it. When we started in this industry, we were having to rip open the covers and stuff. And, and as John was saying, solder something on. I mean, yeah. A remote control system was a contact closure that you wired into a VPR seven twenty two, so that you could switch the inputs on your Sony projector, and you know, the first company that finally figured out how to put an RS-232 on a, on a device was Barco. That's and, right. You know, the thing was is that, and, and I'll admit, the reason why we loved the RS-232 was because we found this thing in the, in the protocol that said, I have an error. Mm. And, you know, here we are, mid-80s, mid and we're suddenly realizing that we can start monitoring these devices. And, wow, there might be a service thing here we could do. Mm. And we're still trying to figure that out in 2015, 2016. So, you know. Hey, Allison, where were you in the mid 80s? <laughs> I was uh, um, not with the big hair. I didn't like the big hair. I was no big hair. No, but I had, I had the ruffle dresses. I had, ruffle dresses, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't know the three guns, do you? Three guns? <gasps> no. <laughs> okay, leave it to the other guys in the what room, were, like myself, John. Bill, okay. John. Okay, Allison, what was the first technology you ever touched? Yeah, that's a good, good question. I remember when my brother, my father bought mm -hmm. my brother a computer. Right. Mm -hmm. Floppy disk and yeah. the whole nine yards keyboard. I mean, hard, yeah. everything. It was. <laughs> I remember in what was my typing class playing Oregon Trail. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Oregon oh, Trail. Yes. Wow. Yes. And it yeah, was John and I remember Atari and, uh, Atari. and Bill remember Atari. Oh, and, I had, uh, yeah. I had uh, an Atari. I loved my Atari playing Miss mm -hmm. Pac-Man. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, we yeah. remember Space Invaders yes. and, you know, Black all fun stuff. Centipede. Centipede. Oh, that was Centipede. my favorite. Centipede. Yep. Black yep. and white Pong. Ah, uh, Pong. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the local oh, bowling oh, alley, John. That was the game. There were pinball machines and Pong. That was it. Right. And I think I was there every night. Allison, what you didn't know is Oregon Trail was actually patterned after one of John Green's vacations. <laughs> hey, hey, Chuck Lamb. I always always got a date. Hey, you want to come over and play Pong? Oh. <laughs> Pong and chill. It's <laughs> exactly the bottom. Pong oh. and chill. This is going to be a whole other show right now. I guess. Yeah. Pong and chill. <laughs> hey, hey, Chuck, let's invite Chris Gamble on the next one. Huh? I'll tell you, nothing upsets your kids when you go, so explain to me this chill part of Netflix and chill. And no. <laughs> I want to know what they did over in the UK at the same well, time. You yeah. know? When a man and woman love each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think Allison uh, may need to go soon. So, uh, Allison, let's get a quick uh, okay. update on what's going on at Distributech. We're going to go back yes. to Bill and find out what's going on at ISE. So, 
go ahead. Give us a quick uptake on uh, what's happening down at Distributech in Orlando. Certainly. Well, Distributech, unlike ISC, that is everything. Distributech is focused on the utilities sector, but uh, what we're launching here as well as ISC is the new ops space, which is really focused around the operator in any kind of control room atmosphere. Um, I would say once upon a time, the, con the operator had a multitude of screens, multiple of keyboards, of mouses, depending on how many applications they were trying to interface with. It was a hassle, it was cumbersome, it was not efficient. So trying to find a middle ground of unification to bring an operator's system or station that allows the operator to access any type of application that's being used without worrying about changing the interface or worrying about changing the application itself to a unified platform where you may have four or five different displays, but only one keyboard, one mouse, and the app operator itself is able to access what they need, when they need, during a snowstorm, during a hurricane, during any kind of emergency, for example, if you're talking about utilities. Um, can see everything that they need to immediately in one station. A lot of operators have to jump from one place, they slide their chair to the other place to figure out what's going over here or what's going on with this. Op space for us takes care of all that. It unifies and brings together all the information to one location, workstation, and takes out that headache. So that's something that's very, very big in the control room sector. I know we were showcasing it at IAC as well as Distributech. So uh, this is something that's brand new for our in industrial and government sector. I'm excited to see where it goes. Excellent, excellent. So uh, on that note, uh, we're gonna move over to ISC. So before we get to Bill, uh, and we really want to get a whole a lowdown from Bill, Allison, just give us a quick take on uh, whatever else is going on at ISC we may not have talked about. ClickShare. Me? ClickShare me or John? ClickShare, ClickShare John. Did we talk all we have to talk about ClickShare, Allison? Well, there's two well, new versions. There's the 100 or 200 just being released. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We saw, we heard 100,000 have been sold. Okay. That's correct. Do we need any, uh, any real details on the ClickShare? Well, of course, the change for ClickShare has gone, is expanding. It's really kind of changing its shape in the family line mm -hmm. of what is ClickShare. Yeah. For, for the most part, we've been running with ClickShare Classic, CSC 100, and our CSC 1 and CSM, which is more ideal for the huddle space, but now we're seeing the uh, breadth of the market when it comes to presentation collaboration systems. So we're really expanding that, and we launched recently, just prior to, uh, to ISC, we launched the CS100 and the CSE, E standing as Enterprise 200, and then uh, there's more to come as the year gets a little closer to Infocom. I won't give it all away, but uh, there'll be more to come down all right. the coming yeah. You also came out with a great marketing piece that we just all received. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And, and I have to say, yeah, top, 
tap into amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, when a marketing piece works, when people walk around going, yeah, yeah, but you got to see this. Yes. And it's not yes. the product, but it's actually the marketing piece for the product. So, you know what? I so, love it. So kudos to, your mar- kudos to your marketing team. Yes. Well done. They, they, they really stepped out of the box and went, went great, great strengths and lengths to really yeah. spread. Yeah, know. and and again, just as the system's integrated, I'm going to give you another compliment. I think that one of the things that you guys have done is you've settled down how your go-to-market strategy is, mm-hmm. and you stayed you stayed true and loyal to it. I mean, that's what's yeah. really really good. I, yeah. you know, you can anticipate a lot of alignment from systems integration companies in Barco in the in the year to come. I mean, we're our relationship is strengthened, and we're seeing we're seeing a fair amount of success. So just stay with yeah. it. Be patient. Stay with it. Yeah. Well, there's going to be more to come, obviously, uh, Infocom, uh, you know, to come in June and all that comes in between that. So uh, definitely more things to be heard of from uh, Barco, from Allison and other people uh, from Barco. So uh, we'll be talking more. Allie Max. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I have to say more laser, 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 4K laser. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, not to talk about 4K and lasers is Bill Mattress from Biamp. Uh, this, is, this is now your chance to uh, talk about all the great things that are going on at ISE with Biamp, Bill. So now it's almost 3 o'clock in the morning there. And uh, you have the floor, my friend. So uh, tell us about all that's going on over there. Well, I got to tell you, the first thing is that, you know, for, for the last, I don't know how many years we keep talking about this one major network switch company that keeps threatening to come out with an ABB enabled switch. What if I were to tell you that it's coming? Uh, 3850, it's the catalyst is going to be out by the end of the year. So uh, that's actually going to move us in some really nice directions on a number of things in the installed market. Peace. Uh, what else from the show? I'm going to admit, you know, having moved over to the manufacturing side, I, I haven't spent this much time in a single booth at any trade show before in my life. I've done two days, and I still got to do two days more. Uh, but the things I've noticed – the internet of things. Let's really focus on what's happening there because, you know, so many people say, why the hell do we worry about drones? You know, hey, folks, it's an endpoint. That endpoint's bringing information in. We're doing analytics on it. We're allowing other devices to come in and talk to it. And that's how the internet of things comes into play with all of this. And, and ambient sensing is actually what's going to happen next where we're going to start getting these disparate devices to start talking to each other. And we're starting to see things like, the ability to be able to uh, uh, change the environment based upon what our IoT devices are telling it is going on. Um, I'm really excited about something that's coming in the future with 802.11ah, uh, and and the ability to, you know, have a less restrictive, freely open, ubiquitous wireless out there for for these devices to be able to talk to each other. But let's go to Biam because that is who pays my bills now. Um, we are showing Devio. That's the new uh, uh, huddle solution that Biams brought to the table. And the key thing about this product is it's not just the audio, it's also the video. So uh, Biamp is moving into the video space just like so many other companies. But we're doing it with product that uh, if you can get in to see a demo, whether it's at ISC or at uh, Infocom here in, in, in what, four months, um, 
it's an audio experience that's that's something real interesting that uh, is, is going to change some of these huddle space environments. Um, other exciting things I've seen just at ISE, um, this year is the year of the new beamforming microphones. Both Sennheiser and Shure are showing their ceiling-mounted two-by-twos. Uh, it is very interesting to try to figure out what the costs of these things are going to be. Uh, I've seen it all over the map, um, and, and nobody seems to agree because nobody has a price list yet. Um, but we're seeing intelligence moving into those devices, and they're steering what they're doing with the microphones, and that's pretty exciting because uh, – you know, why have a microphone open to a spot that doesn't have anybody sitting in it? Um, the other one, I, you know, I've got a live sound background. I was telling uh, Chuck about this one yesterday. Uh, sure has released a new microphone that is the next generation of the Dyn series, which is the KSM-8. Uh, you know, give me my SM-57, my SM-58. I'll pound nails with it and still let the talent use it right after they're done. But the problem always was it had that proximity effect. I'd bring it too close to my mouth, and I got the booming bass. That sure KSM-8 alleviates that, and it allows the talent to do almost anything with the microphone next to swallowing it. So that's really exciting. Um, not much I've seen in control here because I haven't gotten to travel all that much around the show floor, but uh, I'll touch on the laser. The big thing that I've noticed is the projection companies had a real tough time figuring out how to set their booths up because if you put the laser right next to the DLP, it made their DLP product look bad. So they're really having to kind of adjust their booth layouts to be able to show off what the laser can do without making their other products not show well. So. So I guess my question, Bill, is while uh, Biamp's paying the bills, is sure buying the beers? Um, well, I, you know, I do live in Chicago, so they're not far from my home. Okay. Well, you know, let's make sure you're giving sure a little, uh, you know, a little shout out tonight. So let's get some beers for this guy, huh? <laughs> hey, Bill, I got, I, you know, from your, your past experience and, and, and as a systems integrator, we've been doing this for an awful long time, both you and I, that the microphone placement in a boardroom and a, and a meeting space has always been the discussion. I mean, every we, even in our own designs, in our own rooms, we have the ability to change different microphones to give the different feel. Audio is really important. Yeah. This is this is a game changer, isn't it? I yeah, mean, it if, they, if they really, if these two companies really have a steerable product with the with, what looks to be the economic or the, the look that they present, it changes designs straight up. Okay, so, hold on. Before you move on, Johnny, uh, I heard that word. Did you hear that word? Come out of John's mouth. Hey, can I, neither uh, confirm nor deny. What was it? What is well, it? well, I know Chuck heard it. Chuck, get it out. Chuck what, heard the magic word. Did I? Was there? Is there a monkey supposed to drop out of the sky? Or is, is there something with something with monkey nuts supposed to drop out? What's monkey nuts just dropped out of the sky? When you said game changer, right? <laughs> yeah, you said that. You said those words. Those are not a lot on this show. Yeah. Uh, we have a forbidden list read. of words. All right, yeah. all right. Okay. Let me roll it back, edit it, and put in paradigm shift. Oh, <laughs> paradigm shift. That is allowed on Navy uh, Power. But a, in fact, it's a, a paradigm shifter. Is that the anything? <laughs> paradigm shifter. There it's a six-speed paradigm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill, there you go. Work off of that. You got a paradigm Work off shifter. Of paradigm shift. So, uh, John, I am going to agree with you. There is there is a, a level of 
flexibility to the environment that we're going to be able to bring with these two bytes of microphones. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're talking about hundreds of microphone elements being mounted into a device that's two foot square or 600 millimeters by 600 millimeters, paying deference to the EU here. Um, and the software that configures these devices and then runs these devices, you actually can view what's going on and shift the position and aiming of how that microphone picks up the audio. Yep. Where it picks up the audio. I mean, it's, it's you know, basically when we have audio issues, we've always said, well, the distance between your mouth and whatever you're talking into is, is the physics of what you have to deal with. So, I mean, that's an interesting conversation, but just again, in the systems integration side, the guy with the drill, not longer required. You know, I mean, the way you wire a room, the way, the speed at which you can get things done. I mean, and you know what's also hardening about this is this is a problem that was never ignored that I would imagine they've been working on for years. Yes. And that's, it's just, it's, it's refreshing. And, and we've seen a lot of tricks in the industry, but to see a solution like this, because this is a this is a problem solver. I mean, is that okay to use problem solver, paradigm shift? Just don't use game Um, Yeah, yeah. Okay, problem okay, solver okay. is okay. <laughs> paradigm shift, I think, at this point is going to be uh, our term and our term only. Nobody okay, else can have okay, it. Okay, okay, good. good. I'll allow it out there. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag paradigm shift. Yeah, you know, hashtag, hashtag paradigm shift. There you the go. other side of this, though, John, that you got to remember is the fact that, and this is maybe not the positive to many of us that are in the industry and live and die by the industry, but it also opens up the door for the consumer to do it themselves. And that might not be the best thing for us, but it's... Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, and, and that's and we have often talked about even offering a solution based upon audio issues, you know, providing those services. But I think that one of the dynamic changes, and you probably have seen it as well, is that the acceptance of technology, huddle spaces, technology in every square foot of a building for a variety of different reasons, that's where we still fit. And I think that it's going to, the business is going to increase in the opportunity to do those things. Right. Because whether we, whether we like it or not, Simplification and standardization of the solutions are really the way to go. You know, we've been talking about simplification since we had yep. an amber-colored touchscreens that came on the market. Right. Hey, and, uh, and yeah. tilt screens. Yeah. Hey, word or two or three from uh, the mad sound guy in the room, maybe, huh? Yeah. On that subject. One monkey nut. That's three words. <laughs> no sound talk at all, huh? From from the sound uh, guy. I actually have only been on the show floor for about 10 minutes. And that was because I had to go retrieve one of our volunteer instructors. Um, I have been uh, teaching and teaching most of the time. So I haven't uh, Friday is my day to actually go out and, and look at stuff. So how's that been going, Chuck? The teaching, the teaching has been going great. So we have a new program called the flash track and it works great for ISE for the European market. Most of these guys come in from London or from Paris or Germany for the day. They just fly in for the day. They don't get a hotel. They fly in in the morning, come to the rye, do the uh, talk to their customers and whatnot. And they're really busy. So what Infocom is now offering is called a flash track session. We have a 20 to 30 minute class and they go on for the entire day. And the nice thing is they're right out in the open, right in the walkway where everybody's at. And we hand out uh, hearing assist 
stuff uh, here in assist headphones and, and wireless receivers uh, you know brought to us by William Sound thank you very much Janet at William Sound and the presenter has a microphone and all the guys can hear great in this in the middle of all the chaotic goings on uh, they can hear this class and and it's a it's a nice little snippet bite it's you know 15 20 minute class and it's uh, you know if they're interested in the subject they can talk to the instructor afterward and sit in the trade information and get more on it but it's it's really great to be able to have these guys just come and sit down and the booth has been packed Bill's been doing the intros in the morning and I've been closing the shows out with Paul Zeely doing quiz the whiz and you know you can get up and ask Paul Zeely any question in the world and he can give you an answer and uh, we've had a great response for that we've also had great responses for the master classes the three-hour classes that we've been doing um, we've had a bunch of great instructors Max Cop show and Brad Malone and uh, Paul Zeely again doing uh, network security tons of great instructors Julian Phillips came on and talked about how the product was dead and the platform is is going to take over the world and um, oh who else uh, lots of lots of great just just quality instructors coming out and and given education and the uh, the European crowd just loves it they so, love the education so if I have an issue with Infocom training can I bring it up here just you know and it's gonna be limited audience so we just want to bring it up I was on Facebook and I applied all my my thoughts and consideration to you know the quiz that Infocom put out of which Infocom instructor matches up best with you I've gone a half a dozen times, and I haven't been able to get Chuck. <laughs> and I thought all bacon, all you had to do was say bacon. And I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm looking at I'm trying to do it. Maybe they should have said I'm monkey. Doing, yeah. 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 Right. I'm right. doing, I'm doing yeah. everything. I never, I, never, I never get Chuck, but everybody gets Chuck. And you know what I also find? Here's the little cake. They're the women that they say, I don't know, I keep getting Chuck. The guys, they yeah, don't. The get women it. get shocked. Right. <laughs> the women get shocked. You're right. <laughs> it's, it's funny because all the instructors like bacon, so that's that's kind of a throwaway question. I loved that they put that out there. I was I, I saw that went. I want Chuck. I want Chuck. I want Chuck. <laughs> if you don't know what John's talking about, you can go to the um, to Facebook or Twitter, or you could just type in which instructor are you, and it brings up one of those. Those uh, surveys where you answer a few questions, and it'll it'll tell you which instructor you're mostly like. If you're like Tom Kerr, Marcus Yarborough, uh, Rod Brown down in Australia, uh, Andre Lejeune, incredible instructor, or if you're like myself. Um, and hopefully, if you're lucky, if you're really lucky, you'll get anybody but me. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner gets a one-on-one -on -one hour instruction from one of the from the yeah. winning instructor. That I'm like stoked. I'm like I'm doing it every well, day. Now. Well, get this. I I got what's his name? Rod Brown in Australia, Chuck. <laughs> I got Rod Brown, so if he's going to teach me, they're flying me to Australia, I'm telling you right now, okay? Uh, no, Corey, they'll do that in Vegas. <laughs> no, 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 I want my training in Australia. <laughs> I can't fly you to Australia, but we'll fly your electrons to Australia. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, you know, as well as I know all the instructors, Chuck included, um, I, I can read through a lot of those questions. I could probably take that quiz and steer myself towards but I actually think it's a random access chamber. I'll tell you, it's it's just I I, I sent uh, you know uh, personal kudos. That was a cute idea. It was great. It was. It, was it a really was a good way to introduce all the instructors. Stacy, did you do it? I did. You did. Who'd you get? 
I don't remember, but it wasn't Chuck. It wasn't Chuck. <laughs> I was super disappointed. She's the one woman who didn't get Chuck. What happened I there? I don't get it. I was trying. No, whoever I got it was like, you're super detail-oriented. I think you have to have a breakfast like Chuck has. So if you look at Chuck's breakfast on Facebook, you know, on the weekend, it's 50 pieces of bacon, a large, a huge cup mug of coffee, eggs, uh, and, uh, of course, the other accessories that are laid out on the... Uh, <laughs> Those are my favorite. <laughs> what I see coming out of this is we need to do T-shirts for for the show in Las Vegas that says "I didn't get Chuck." Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and why? I want that T-shirt. I want why that not? I said bacon, and I didn't get Chuck. Why not? <laughs> yeah. No, I really got to. I got to say, uh, hats off to our marketing department and our social media department because in the last uh, in the last six or seven months, they've really been stepping up their game. Stepped up, home run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. And and, and and Kelsey's Kelsey, done a great. Kelsey's job. hitting it out of the park. And the and the other thing is, is there's something that they that Infocom they didn't do. They didn't engage back with you in Twitter, and now they do. And it's yeah. like you really want to just have a conversation. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, it's it's really it's been whoever whoever steered that ship that way. Good job, really. You know, I've always seen Betsy on uh, Facebook. Sure. Some others. Yeah. But, you know, Kelsey, I mean, Kelsey's really out there among the hashtag AB tweets uh, uh, on Twitter yeah. and really represents uh, very, very well on, on Twitter for Infocom. Chuck's, of course, out there, uh, you know, right. especially <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> hey, listen, everybody out there, if you want to follow Chuck on Facebook, you're going to see some pretty uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty epic stuff out right. there. Keep but, it up. Just everybody keep an open mind. Including his breakfast. <laughs> Just on the weekends, but uh, hey, you mentioned quiz the whiz, Chuck. So, what were? Do you know some of the real good questions that were posed to Paul? Uh, yeah, I actually have some of them posted. Uh, on, uh, okay. they, were, they were posted on Twitter, and some of the questions, like, oh, I don't know, a question came in from uh, someone, uh, a new follower on Twitter, and said, "Hey, uh, Paul." Um, What's the average wind speed of a swallow? <laughs> and you know what Paul's answer was? Um, African or European? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going Monty Python with that. Uh, we had we had another question from someone, uh, uh, this Josh Shrago guy, uh, and said, "Hey, Paul, um, now that AV manufacturers are getting uh, more things on the network, is there anything AV manufacturers can do to increase network security on their devices?" Hmm. You're asking the right guy, I must say. Did he have an answer to that one, Chuck? He did. He really did. He had a. Uh, he actually had a great answer. We at, we ended up talking about that very subject for, I would say, ten ten or fifteen minutes. Well, we know that Paul is the authority on network uh, avian security, so uh, you know, so that is his subject, and uh, he is teaching that over at uh, ISC, right? He is. He is teaching that. He teaches it quite a bit for uh, Infocom. He teaches both at ISC at uh, Connections. Oh, uh, he teaches at the the Infocom show in Vegas in Orlando. Yep. Uh, yeah, Paul's definitely got the network security class going on. Yeah. So Harmon's uh, Paul Zeely. You know, that's his. Uh, that's his thing. Um, and uh, but anyway, so the quiz, the whiz. Uh, when does that end? And when are there winners? I mean, how you know. What the, happens there? Uh, Quiz the Wiz will end uh, tomorrow at after the last session. I will be doing the last uh, flash track at 4.30, and then Quiz the Wiz comes right on after that at 5, 5 o'clock, and it lasts for half an hour. 
And um, the winner gets to take out all the empty beer bottles, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. And clean up all the monkey nuts, too, off the floor. There's no monkey nuts in our booth. Come on. <laughs> really? Hey, none? Hey, Chuck, I think I'm going to come over for Quiz the Whiz today. Maybe we'll get that photo we need from my Twitter. Oh, okay. oh, oh. Well, I don't know if you'll be hearing this show prior to or after that, but let's just say uh, – Something big's going to happen. We know this. And it involves Paul Zeely, the whiz. He actually had another name for this that I guess I'll tell everybody another time that he really wanted, but they talked him into quiz the whiz. So, um, you know, uh, but uh, that for another time. Um, anyway, so uh, anything else going on out there, Bill? Uh, you know, nightlife, parties. Uh, I know Chuck, you know, had, Bill likes had some nightlife. nightlife going on. He likes the boogie. Nightlife, yeah. No, actually, I got to tell you, the Amsterdam is a beautiful city. Uh, the museums here are just incredible. Um, for years, I've been doing all this travel, and, and you know, I keep trying to bring my wife along with me, and she keeps saying, no, 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 I don't want to do it, don't want to do it. And then on on Sunday, I, I went to the, the Rembrandt Museum, and, of course, I posted something about it. She sends out a note saying that she's jealous. And so I shot her a note later that night and said, well, you know, you can come with me next year. And she goes, okay. So, you know, maybe, maybe next year I'll do this again and it'll be my wife joining in, you know, and, and Chuck will be in a different hotel as well. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be in the room right next door to you. <laughs> you might be in the room right next door. I mean, you got the same lamp. You're joining yeah. rooms with the door and everything, right? With, with a stereo microray. <laughs> with a stereo microray. <laughs> And actually, actually, the way this hotel is, I could take a laser projector, shoot it out here, right on the other side of the hotel. I could just do a projection map. Oh, next year, let's let's do that next year, okay? Maybe I'll come to Amsterdam too. There you go. We'll have, we'll have a real wild time. Uh, Johnny, going to Amsterdam next year? What do you think? Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, that's that's the goal, man. Uh, when I get there, we're all getting together and partying and making an Amsterdam. That's what I'm doing. All right, uh, a, yeah, a, a J Moto Three Amster Jam next year. Hell yeah, man! It's a party. I want to go there. I want to go to the. Is it the, is the Rembrandt Museum the Van Gogh? That's the same deal, right? No, uh, Rembrandt Museum is the Rick's Museum, and uh, Van Gogh is a totally separate museum. But uh, the other one that I've heard a lot of people were were very moved at was the Anne Frank Home Museum, and uh, you know, basically, you've got to get your tickets in advance to get into that one. But uh, mm. the things that people were describing there were just, just incredible. So uh, mm. yeah, I, it, it's a city, of a lot of neat culture. It's, it's, uh, I wouldn't exactly say the weather's been very friendly to us cause it's, it's been rainy and everything, but you know, the mm. canals and, and uh, uh, it, it's just, it's a beautiful city. So I'll tell you what, here in D.C. Metro, it's darn cold. So, uh, Chuck, I don't know what you got over there, but uh, you're missing some deep freeze over here. I got a beard keeping me warm. <laughs> I think we all need to grow long beards at this point. <laughs> Everybody what get your Chuck beard. What is a deep freeze in D.C.? A deep, well, okay, I know like you're 30? in, okay, I know you're in Minnesota, you know what I mean? It, Just it, checking. It's kind of cold here. My face is freezing, yeah. okay? Well, that's all current, current deep freeze here in California uh, is a cool 72 degrees. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at Johnny. California hey. winter, baby. 
Yeah, and John, John's in the Philly area, so yeah, yeah, we have a mix, we have a mixed oh, bag of nuts. There you go. And speaking of mixed bags of nuts, mixed bag of monkey nuts. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to uh, wrap this up in a few minutes. So, um, Allison Maxson did have to leave us, uh, but again, Allison is in Orlando at Distribute Tech. Uh, so big things happening with Barco there, as well as at ISC in Amsterdam. Um, you know, hope, hopefully you're checking things out on social media. I actually did put out a uh, blog. I can say blog again, by the way, Chuck, just so you know. Okay, it's, it's allowed He now. shouldn't. He says it, but he shouldn't. I, I'm allowed now. It's okay. Chris is no longer here, so I'm allowed <laughs> to say it. Um, I did write one on the pre, uh, called The Pre-Show with uh, social media off of mostly Twitter and some Facebook. The next one is the show, and it will be pretty much all Twitter uh, daily happenings. And by the way, Chuck Espinosa is showing up in it uh, possibly numerous times. So uh, <laughs> look out for the mad sound guy in that. And uh, maybe Bill Natchez will show up too with his, with his egg. So, uh, you know, the guy needs a profile, you know. Right, Bill? I'm going to give me a picture. <laughs> hey, hey, Chuck, what, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, five hours here? Show up at the uh, flash track and I'll take a picture. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, there you go. Okay. So picture at the flash track and it's going up. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, before we wrap up, I will talk about our sponsor Ingram micro. Um, they are the sponsor of rave radio. Uh, go to Ingram micro for your AVIT, AV and IT needs or AVIT needs or however you say it slash or without the slash, uh, Ingram don't need the WWWs, but if you want to put them in, go ahead. Johnny, you're shaking your head no. All right. You don't have to this time. Next. Right, time. I, I, Gunnar, can I make a suggestion that we – and we've had this conversation again. If we could stop using AVIT because it's got no legs, it's tired, just change everything to your IoT needs. How's that? What do you think? For all of your IoT needs, <laughs> micro, the people on the phone will have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I think that's a paradigm shift. I'm telling you, that's a paradigm shift. It's a game changer. So wait, John. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. And that's it. That's For all your paradigm shifting change gaming needs, head over to ingermicro.com. Right. <laughs> for all your game changes, for all your paradigm shifting needs, you're tired of if you're tired of playing pong, you need a game change. <laughs> I have to end this show. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> thank you, Allison Maxson, for being here. Bill Natras from ISE in Amsterdam, buddy. Thank you very much for being here. Appreciate it. My pleasure. And uh, the mad sound guy, Chuck Espinoza. He did kind of a drive-by, but he stuck around and. Uh, you know, graced us with his presence as well as uh, stories of beers and monkey nuts. Podcast and chill. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so anyway, I am here with uh, my crew members, Johnny Moda. Hey, Johnny, thanks for stopping by. Uh, thanks for having me on this monkey net crew. Any, any quick words of wisdom before we go? Uh, you want knowledge? Give it to me. Uh, don't do white people crimes. You'll stay out of jail. And and per perfect for an ISC show. <laughs> Stacy, can you can you actually? I, I don't know if Stacy can finish the show. I'm good. Stacy's good. Go, I'm just gonna go to work tomorrow and talk about waffle stufers. Waffle waffle stufens. Waffle stufens. Waffle stufers. 
Spoofins or spoofers? Let's look That's this up, okay? We'll look it up. We'll have it all right by tomorrow or by the next day, <laughs> whatever. I'd, I'd like to find out what 100,000 waffles Troopins is. I mean, you know, you oh, got a gaggly geese. I mean, what's yeah, hundred thousand waffles? I, I think that you need to change your egg photo to a picture of a waffle stoofing or whatever this thing is. What do you think? Uh -huh. There you go. We could wrap it up. All <laughs> right. All right. Well, on that note, Stroop waffles, waffle stroofins, and, and all of that. Go get your own. See if you can find them here in the U.S. I don't know, but they're in Amsterdam. If you do go there, there they are. So. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, there's Natalie um, making faces at us. Hi, Natalie. Uh, for my crew, for Katie McGregor Bennett over there in Amsterdam, we will see her next week. Uh, Chuck and his beard, and, uh, and John Green, thank you for sitting in on this show, John. Really Always great. enjoy it. All right. So, again, everybody, thank you very, very much for listening, and we will see you next time.